The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Big time reaction Monday. But, you know, Cyber Monday. So we have what? Thanksgiving Day, Black Friday. What else? Oh, Egg Bowl Saturday. (laughs) Followed by the Sabbath. And then we have Cyber Monday. Welcome into Cyber Slash Reaction Monday. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes are your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. Because, listen, you never know. You never know when you're going to have to call them and you got a question or you have a need. And, look, it's great when you can just pick up the phone and text and they're right down the road two blocks away. And you see them in Sunday school on Sunday mornings, right? Hometown heroes. So um, check them out. Give, give Farm Bureau Insurance a chance if you haven't already. All right, here we go. Where to start, what to do. The only thing I know to do is to, is to number one, open it up to you. This is the show we have begun and I'm sitting it in your lap. Here it is. It's in your lap. This is your show on Reaction Monday. If you're watching or listening to or tuning into the live stream, comment on Periscope or Facebook or YouTube. It pops up all in the same place, and I can read those, especially on the Country Pleasing text line. I invite you to text me today at 885-3776, 885-3776, or call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. That's Divinity. Call me on the Divinity phone. It'll be 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995 Oh, five, nine. Get your calls, your texts, your comments in. I'm hitting the intro, pouring a cup of coffee, and we're going to be on our way. 25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. Won't be locked. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to the Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yes, a little Jack, a little Jerry, and we are ready to go. All right, so let's see. Where do we start? Hey to everybody on the live stream on this Reaction Monday. Um... Marvin was the first to comment. It was on Periscope, and he said, scrambled soft. Oh, that's how he likes his eggs. (laughs) The question that went out here on this Reaction Monday that that went out on social media to to let you know we're live said, how do you like your eggs? And Marvin said, scrambled and soft. Okay, that might apply, depending on which team you root for in the Egg Bowl. David, Hale State to you. He says, hi. Um JB is not here today. We are going to check in with JB. He's a little under the weather. That's all I'm going to say about that. We're going to check in with JB coming later in the show, live on the show. In fact, he may be able to tell us what it's like in from his perspective to 
live through the, as the kids say, the cocoa, that Rona. He might be able to tell us a little bit about that. Joy on Facebook says, our future is bright. I'm not even mad. Will says on YouTube, every state fan is thinking about the fumble by Williams at the one-yard line. Ended up being the difference in the game, unfortunately. Mark says, hotty toddy. Augie said, small business Saturday. Okay, so you had Thanksgiving Day, Black Friday, small business Saturday, which is also Egg Bowl Saturday, and then the Sabbath, (laughs) church day, Sunday, and then today, Cyber Monday. Dan says, Matt, your conversation with Rob Morgan was pure gold. Do that anytime. Thank you. Y'all want to see that back last week? Rob and I sat around the fire and kind of did the whole glory days thing. So check that out. It's on my Facebook page there, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. What's up with you, Nick? Thanks for saying hello. Uh, and everybody else, I'll get to your comments. So let's look here, and we'll start the reaction. Denzel, White Denzel on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Walk up in there and say, Country Pleasing, please. They'll know why. They won't be surprised. You will not be the first that has asked for it. Trust me on that. White Denzel says, very impressed with how the Bulldogs played versus Ole Miss. Wally, Spivey, and Rodgers are the future, and the future is bright. Man, Rodgers can play. Yeah, Will, uh, Rodgers played pretty well. Um, I'm going to say, you know, pretty well. Played really well. Probably, his, I guess, his best game statistically in a lot of other ways uh, as the state quarterback. We're going to get into the kind of my thoughts on the game coming up, but I want you to have the floor first. Grumpy says on the country pleasing text, wow, Matt, to quote the Clarion Ledger, hard bold battle for the golden egg. My admiration goes out to the MSU young man who gave 100% for 60 minutes. And I do mean young men, as most of them were underclassmen and freshmen, despite just a few miscues that fought back. And let's not forget the MSU defense. This almost team scored 48 on Alabama a few weeks ago. Uh, Grumpy says, as senior linebacker Errol Thompson said, Will Rogers, Jaden Wally, and the rest of the young Bulldogs just getting started. Grumpy says, as a Bulldog fan, I'm excited about MSU's football future. That's from Grumpy. Listen, I mean, you can already tell by the comments on the live stream and on the text line. It's interesting. State lost the game, but there is a lot of positive. There are a lot of people that are going, I'm okay with it. It's something you never thought you'd hear, especially after a loss in a rivalry game. We'll get there. Uh, let's see here. Unnamed texture says, not sure why Leach is being criticized so much. The fumble at the goal line was huge. Eggs, he likes them over easy. It's over. Take it easy. <laughs> uh, and then unnamed texture says, Rogers did play well, but the complete lack of pressure from the Ole Miss defensive front made his job exceptionally easier. Yes. Uh, he was not touched. What? He had, he was sacked once in the game and that was in the fourth quarter. That's right. And then, Miko, I think you bring up the question that we need to circle it with red ink and make sure that it stays at the top of our agenda of things to talk about throughout December, January, February. This Again, it's not going on any inside info. I just agree with you. Miko texts the show and says, Matt, will MSU be able to keep Arnett, as in Zach Arnett, defensive coordinator? Undermanned, inexperienced, as a whole on defense, and look what they've been able to do, go out and play well and play well and play well. Uh, So, yeah, I think it's a very important question. I think it has to be a priority for Mississippi State, for their program, 
to have some continuity going into next year. So I think it's very important. Special K, hats off to you on the country police and the sausage text line says, I got married on Friday and then got to watch the game on Beale Street in Memphis. Hotty toddy. What a weekend for you if you're an Ole Miss fan. No question. So what was better? <laughs> Watching the game on Beale Street or getting married on, on Friday? No, attaboy. I'm glad you had a good weekend. You had a lot to thank, a lot to be thankful for, didn't you? On, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, and then a couple more here, and then I'm going to I'll jump into a few thoughts on the game and then we'll come back to to your comments also. Uh back over here on the live stream. Good afternoon Becky, thanks for tuning in. James says the team lost two games but the effort won the fan base. So think about that for a minute. So if you were to completely like have let's say you were in a coma and you woke up the last 2 weeks and you had no idea of the history of this season or how anything else had gone. All you knew was what happened in seasons past, and then, boom, at some point they hired Mike Leach, and then you went to sleep and woke up, and they lost to Georgia on the road and then lost the Egg Bowl. You'd be like, eh, what's up with State? You know, they're supposed to at least go one and one there, and that's not even the, you know, the best Georgia team. They probably should have beat that one. What's the deal? You know, they couldn't stop either – you wouldn't know, right? But what you're pointing to right there, James, is the context, the sort of like historical context for State is that in weeks two, three, and four, and five of the season this year, they've basically kind of been non-competitive, right? Like when you think about that Texas A&M game and you think about that uh, Alabama game for State, it's just they're basically they're non-competitive in those games. And so that's what we've all lived through. That's what the fan base has lived through. And then you go into the Georgia game with even lower expectations because it's on the road, it's at Georgia, a top-five recruiter, a top-15 team, and you only have 49 scholarship players you can take over there because of COVID and opt-outs and quits and all that kind of stuff. And what happened? They played their tails off, had energy, didn't quit. They kind of did succumb in the fourth quarter a little bit, but you almost couldn't believe it up until that point, right? They were very competitive. Gave themselves a chance, a one-score game. And then do it again. They actually had, I don't know if people realize, they did get Malik Heath back, but actually had total, I'm told, fewer scholarship players available for the Egg Bowl than they did the week before. But still went in there and fought and fought and fought and had a chance to win the game. And in a lot of ways, State should have won the game. They had every opportunity to win the game. And you say, okay, so the effort won the fan base over. James, I think there's accuracy in that. Because for several weeks, it's almost like the effort was not there. And the cohesiveness wasn't there. And the want to wasn't quite there. It didn't look like it anyway. But it has looked like it's there the last two weeks. So you have this dip, and now all of a sudden you're okay with it. It's interesting how that ebbs and that flows. Uh, Roshana says, hey, Matt, love listening to your show. You have actual knowledge of sports. And says you're not trolling like some of the other shows. Uh, Keep being your genuine self. Hashtag Hail State. Thanks so much, Roshana. I appreciate that. Uh, As far as I'm concerned... 
Uh, that is, you know, when somebody says you're you know, genuine, somebody calls you genuine or thinks you're genuine, that is a very, very high compliment. And I'll take that over just about anything else. So thank you. Really do appreciate it. Okay, on YouTube says, were you at the game? I was. I was up there with the headset on, calling on the radio for State. And uh, so I have a pretty good memory of the game, you know, um, how it ebbed and flowed and all that kind of stuff. And that's why I say, like, and I'm about to come to the phone, my overall impression as I walked away, and I think I tweeted this, was, one, it, it really was a heck of a game. I, I thought it was a good, hard-fought, competitive game and at times it was hard to figure out which team was the most physical in a lot of egg bowls in the past it was easy to figure out which team was most physical but in this one it was kind of back and forth there it was competitive uh both offensive made plays you know state made the most mistakes early and instead of being ahead in the game 14-7 they were behind but the truth about it is and i didn't really think about this when i was walking away that night but as you go back and you you know you listen to kiffin you watch some of the highlights over again. Go, Ole Miss made a lot of mistakes, too, now. I mean, Ole Miss left a lot of points on the field, especially with fourth-down decisions, which, you know, Ole Miss wins the game. The one criticism that I think is warranted for their effort in the game was coaching decisions, um, not kicking field goals, putting points on the board, Kind of uh, very, and I know that's kind of their M.O., but in, in the whole analytical thing, but very brazenly going for it on fourth down in situations that it ultimately they didn't work out. You go, well, we had it, but he dropped the pass. Well, he dropped the pass. It didn't work out. You give the ball over. Well, you could put three on the board. So because they did that and it didn't work out some, and State stopped them some on fourth down, at the very end of the game, State's fixing to tie that game if that ball's caught in the end zone. Instead of, you got no chance. You know, you kick one or two of those chip shot field goals during the game if you're Ole Miss, the whole complexion of the game really changes. But because they were going for it on fourth down and not getting it in certain situations, it opened the door for State, and they almost got right back in it and sent it to overtime, and you'd be looking back on what bad decisions those were. So that'd be the only criticism, I think, for Ole Miss, if you were looking for one. Um I thought the defense played pretty well. State didn't challenge them with a run game. We knew that going in, though. All right, let's do it. Phone calls. The on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Highway 51, Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Mike hanging on the phone. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike. You there? Don't have Mike. Call us back, Mike. We'll try it again. Yeah, see, we had him. We just couldn't hear Mike. <laughs> we were connected to somebody, but we just couldn't hear Mike. And Beth's in here rearranging my office and studio again. We'll we'll get her on a little bit later. Let's see, let's see what else we got here. Um, on the live stream, David agrees with me. Shane says, great game. Both teams look better than expected. You know, Shane... I was talking with a guy who was on the radio crew for Ole Miss, and before the game, he said, you know, hey, this could be one of those where, like, each team has the ability to make the other one look a little better at times. You know, like Ole Miss's defense makes State's offense look good. <laughs> you know? Um, and then, yeah, or vice versa. And, yeah, I think there was some of that during the game. But I just felt like it was a well-played game. 
really on both sides for the most part. And all teams make mistakes in games. It, it, I think it'd be kind of a waste of time to just sit here and argue and argue and argue about who uh, made the most mistakes in a ball game. I mean, they both made mistakes. I do think a couple of three of State's mistakes were a little more critical in the game. Like, we're all talking about the fumble at the goal line by Austin Williams where it's supposed to be touchdown, State's supposed to go up 14-7, but instead the ball goes the other way and it winds up 14-7 them, right? Or whatever it is. It's a 14-point swing. He's trying to extend it. A lot of people talking about the rule that you know if officials are reviewing it, they should have seen that he was out of bounds when he touched the ball and it should have been a touchback and here and there at this point. But see what I'm saying? Like that mistake by state, like super critical. The one turnover in the game committed by state leads to seven points for Ole Miss. That's a difference in the game is seven points. Uh, that was a mistake. We talked about the coaching mistakes on the Ole Miss side. Uh, Ole Miss made some mistakes in pass pro throughout the ball game. Uh, that led to you know some pressures and getting off the field for State's defense. State had the bad snaps in a couple of key situations that totally killed their drive. State had a drop pass that hurt them, but Ole Miss did too. So what I think you're looking at is well-played game. Ole Miss had advantages, bigger roster, more full roster, more experienced roster. State smaller and less experienced roster. State played really well at times. Um but also neither team able to really capture and capitalize on the game in the third quarter when it was available to them. And if they're you like state, we, we talk about that um <clears throat> that play by uh Austin Williams on the goal line fumbling the football. Yeah, huge play, least seven points, big play in a game. But in the context of the whole game itself, after that, you go to the third quarter, State's defense got some stops, including to start the third quarter. Yet the offense was unable to go out there and capitalize on those defensive stops. And When the defense is saying, hey, we're giving you a chance to take the game, the offense couldn't do it, right? So you still had opportunities even outside of your mistakes. So I don't think the mistakes were the biggest story in the ballgame. Uh, let's see what we got here. Yeah, Tony on YouTube says Matt Corral was slippery. He really moves around in the pocket well, doesn't he? They had a couple of first downs on scoring drives in that game that, you know, a lot of quarterbacks get sacked or throw it away or give up on the play, and he didn't do it. I thought he played really well, and for Matt Corral's efforts, they gave him the co-offensive player of the week along with uh, Mac Jones, quarterback Alabama. I think they were the co-players of the week. JB's watching us on Facebook. He says, hey, big number seven, have a great show. We're doing it. Our man Bill's filling in nicely. Uh, Tony says defensive turnover for dogs would have been huge. That's it. One turnover. The way that game felt in the stadium and being on the road, as the game went on, you could sense that Ole Miss's sideline and kind of their fan base was increasingly anxious during the game because State wouldn't go away, because Ole Miss was unable to put them away. You sensed there was this increasing just – anxiousness like ah come on now this is uncomfortable they're hanging around and you're right had state created that turnover strip sack or interception or something it would have been oh you would have really in the stadium it would have felt like the momentum was flipping and that you know that just never happened uh just never happened brown hornet country pleasing text line 
Matt, I never liked losing the Egg Bowl game in any year, but I'm just glad they got to play it, and it was a clean and competitive game. I'm with you, Brown Horner. That's one thing about it, too. It's like the year feels so different anyway, and it has for everyone. It was super odd to be in there for that Egg Bowl and it be so few fans. And the ones that were there, I give them credit. They were really into it. It was pretty loud. Uh, yes, you know, comparatively, when you're talking about a stadium with 25% of its capacity, I think it was a little more than 25%. So not a bad one, but not a bad crowd, that is. But, you know, I guess as loud as it could be. But still, it was weird to have this rivalry game and then you look around and everything's just so sparse and so different and parking so easy and no tailgating. It's just like it has been all year long, like this really. I don't know how to describe it other than just weird uh, atmosphere on these campuses this year, and that you know included Saturday. It was a clean game. You didn't have any shenanigans, all that kind of stuff, which is great. And pretty well played. One turnover between the two teams. It wasn't a like a huge goof on the offense part. It was where guys reaching for the ball, defense slaps it out of there. They made a play, you know. Uh, kicking was pretty clean, so um, and and that's it too. Brown Horn. A lot of people brought up said, well, you know, state was um, so undermanned and so few scholarship players. Why didn't they postpone it until they could get their roster up? And why didn't they move it back? And I think people don't understand that every player wants to play games. Every coach wants to play. They they want to play. The last thing they want to do is sit at home and not play. Well, you don't have enough players. I don't care. Uh, just give us somebody to give us 11 so that we can go play. Well, you might lose. We might win. Players just don't look at it like the rest of us. So I'm like you. I'm really glad they got to play. And now a chance for State and Ole Miss both to still get two more games in, even though all that's been pushed back a couple of weeks. All right, just getting started with you here on this Reaction Monday. Really and truly just getting started. Lots of comments coming in, lots of texts, phone calls. We'll get to all of it next. Y'all stick around.